Welcome, dear listeners, to Alum Radio, a different kind of oldies program. This podcast was produced for the sole purpose of celebrating the immense talent that was heard for over 30 years that many refer to as the golden age of radio. When a radio was the only form of immediate mass media available to the American consumer. My name is John Lovering, and I thank you for listening. Listening to what you might ask, well, that's a good question. On this track, I'm bringing back more episodes of the soap opera Claudia. Yes, we continue with the story of the ups and downs of being newlyweds in the average American household in the 1940s. This series, known as Claudia, was acclaimed by many critics as a thoughtful, loving, and gentle soap opera that was the kind of show radio did so well. A small cast telling small stories. On this track, you will hear two 15-minute episodes edited back-to-back. Episode 43, entitled Painted in a Corner, and Episode 44, Thanksgiving Dinner. These episodes were originally broadcast on November 26 and 27, 1947. So here is Catherine Bard and Paul Crabtree, starring as Claudia and David Norton, with Claudia's mother, Mrs. Brown, played by Peggy Allenby. And the announcer is Joe King, and the sponsor is the Coca-Cola Bottling Company. Claudia is stored in its own playlist on Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. And as of this posting, there are now a total of 44 episodes of the Claudia series. Again, thank you for listening. Coca-Cola Bottler presents Claudia. Claudia, based on the original stories by Rose Franken. Brought to you, transcribed Monday through Friday, by your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. Relax, and while you're listening, refresh yourself. Have a Coke. And now, Claudia. Mama's kitchen isn't so bad in the light of day. You mean the floodwaters have receded? You wouldn't know anything had happened, almost. The only real casualty is Mama's double boiler. Chalk up one double boiler we owe to Mama. Half of it's all right. I mean, there's only a hole in one pot. It ought to single boil pretty well. That sounds on the complicated side. David. Yes, darling? It really is nice to be an architect. What do you mean, nice? I mean, it is fun. An architect must have a good time being an architect. Come on in, darling. I can't hear you. Ouch. Nicked myself with this confounded razor. I forgot to bring a new blade with me when we came over to Mother's last night. You nick yourself badly? I live. Sure, an architect has a good time with his... Ouch. Now what's happened? I just nicked myself again with this confounded razor. Oh. Guess I'm not used to talking while I shave. Why talk, then? It wasn't until you started. No, but you were singing. That's different. I don't know what I'm so happy about. It's contagious. You caught it from me. I just uncaught it. (laughs) 
I just remembered that we have to have dinner with your Aunt Louisa tonight. Well, we have to eat somewhere. It might as well be at Aunt Louisa's. On the theory that if you're going to be shot, you might as well be hung. We wouldn't be settled enough to eat at home anyway. We can leave early. <laughs> Certainly takes more time for two people to get up in the morning than for one. Naturally, it takes twice as long. David, stop. If you kiss me, it'll take twice as long again. Oh, darling, you smell pretty. Well, that's a nice way for a man to smell. I love the way men smell of shaving soap. Have you had a lot of experience? Oh, dear, and I tried so hard to keep my past a secret. <laughs> David, I never dreamed an architect did more than just draw pictures on paper. You never dreamed an architect doesn't do what? Doesn't do more than just draw pretty pictures on pieces of colored paper. Oh, where's my tie? Oh, here it is. That's only the beginning. He supervises the construction, schedules the work, gets the mason finished before the carpenters start, and the carpenters out before the plumbers, and the plumbers out before the electricians, and the electricians out before the painters. An architect's work is never done. In that case, a woman should be very useful to an architect. Very useful to this architect. Indispensable, in fact. I don't know how this particular architect Never got along without you. Oh, David, we'll never get to breakfast. No. All right. Come along if you'd rather eat. I wouldn't rather. Oh, darling, I can't believe we'll be in our own apartment tonight. It'll be like a honeymoon. I wish I could be sure the painters will be finished. They will. I told them we couldn't wait, and they promised they'd be out. I don't trust painters' promises. It's my woman's charm. Are you sure we'll have something to sleep on? The store promised, too. I ordered the beds to be delivered this afternoon, and, and, and the kitchen stuff's coming. <laughs> Maybe I have been missing out in not having a woman partner. Well, you've got one now. <laughs> There was a lot of furniture and boxes delivered for us. Yes, I put everything in the bedroom. Everything in that little room? This is going to be awfully crowded. Oh, I move it out again when the painter is finished. When the painter finished? He promised to be all through today. He will be. Five o'clock sharp, he will be finished the floors and out. So you've got to hurry, Mrs. Norton. I certainly will hurry. Mr. Norton will be here any minute. I give you your keys and I will be downstairs if you want me. Thank you, but I, I, I don't think I'll need you till tomorrow, Fritz. You just call me. I will. Look out, Mrs. Oh, you're the painter. What are you doing here? Painting. Hello, Mrs. But you promised faithfully you'd be finished with the painting this afternoon. Won't you be? Sure, I'll be out. Just a little more to go. Careful where you walk. Over there. I left a path for you into the bedroom. Thank you. Oh, it never fails. What, the path into the bedroom? No, lady. Tenants wanting things in a hurry. They just don't seem to want to let paint dry. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been a nuisance to you. But I was so anxious to get Always in. Always people are anxious to get in. And then come the moving men. And they don't care a thing for paint. Just slam, bang their way around. Oh, that's too bad. No. Nobody cares about a painter. Paper hangers is the worst of all. Paper and paste all over the place. Competition, I guess that's what it is. Yes, I guess that's what it is. But we're lucky we aren't having any paper, at least. All paint. Yeah, but you'll be having moving. Well, look out, lady, for the wet floor going to the bedroom. Oh, watch out. That's what they all say. Oh, someone else coming. Hey, mister, 
Not so fast. Wet paint. You can't come in. I'll watch out. Now he'll watch out. How am I going to get this floor painted if people are going to be tromping across it? I promise I won't tromp. You see, I live here. Oh, that's different. From the lady of the house, she's in the back. You won't, David. Here tromping. I am. Keeps you the path that leads to the bedroom. All right, darling. Did you hear what he called me? Isn't it wonderful? What? The painter. He called me... The lady of the house. I don't know when anything has made me feel as married as that. Look, David. What? Sun's gone. Well, maybe it has a date with some other apartment down the street. <laughs> we better hurry now and get dressed for Aunt Louise's dinner. Did you say dress? Didn't I tell you I was so busy, I just... She called this morning and asked specially, and I, I, I told her we would. Well, that was nice of you. You promised your Aunt Louisa, and I'm the one that has to crawl into a boiled shirt. Why do we have to dress up? Well, that's what I didn't tell you. Well, tell me now. Well, Aunt Louisa thought it would be a good idea for us to meet her friends, the Van Merrills. Why? Because they are going to do over their house, and she thought it would be nice for them to meet an architect. In a boiled shirt. You know what I think? Nope. I think Aunt Louisa is a colossal pain in the neck. But you'll go. There's no possible way of getting out of it? I'm afraid not. I'll... Anyway, Mama will be there, David, so it won't be so terribly bad for you. Now let's see if our friend the painter's finished. Hmm. Coast is clear. Come on, good. I'm all ready. Hold on a minute. What's wrong? Your painter with the persecution complex has painted himself out the front door, and he's painted us in. But, David, he couldn't have. He promised he'd be finished and we could move in this afternoon. Stop and think. Did he actually promise that we could move in this afternoon? Well... Did he or didn't he? Well, maybe not exactly, but... That's what he implied. He said he'd be finished this afternoon. And any sensible person would think that with the painter's gone... Any he'd... sensible person would know that paint takes a number of hours to dry. That's very inconsiderate of it. Anyway, couldn't we tiptoe across? On the theory that tiptoes don't count. Yes, yes, we could. But we'd leave our pretty little tiptoes permanently recorded on our living room floor. Oh, but couldn't they paint it over tomorrow? They could. Then you would undoubtedly get yourself painted in again. Only next time, might not be my luck to be painted in with you. But we've got to get out. Wet paint would say, we're not going to get out. Oh, you seem to be enjoying this. I have an idea you planned it all. Oh, me? I, I had absolutely nothing to do with it. David, this isn't any joke. What about Aunt Louise's dinner party? Yeah, I was thinking of that. What were you thinking? I was thinking how nice it was we couldn't go. Oh, but this is terrible. It's so terrible about being cooped up with me. But Aunt Louisa! The best laid schemes of mice and men often work out in the most wonderful way. But, David, the Van Merrills and the cousins, and the dinner was really being given for us. Oh, darling, I've ruined everything, and I wanted to be such a help. Oh, you're a magnificent help. You couldn't have done better even if you'd known what you were doing. <laughs> to be really honest, I don't want to go either, only I... Only what? Only there's a cloud to every silver lining. 
If we miss Aunt Louise's dinner party, we won't have anything to eat. We'll starve. Oh, no, we'll, 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 we'll get food. Now, you see. Wait a minute. Uh, Fritz! Uh, Fritz! David, you can't scream out of a window like that. The neighbors, what'll they think? I don't give a hoot. Uh, Fritz! David, you've ruined our reputation. That's better than ruining the paint. I'm not sure. I am. Darling, I feel like an awful fool. <laughs> Did I say you weren't? But it's such a silly thing to have done. People do lots sillier things. <laughs> they fall out of love and get divorced. Uh, and... Mr. Norton? Oh, here, Fritz. Is something wrong, uh, Mrs. Norton? Don't come in. The floor's wet. Oh, what a trouble. The painter told me you had gone out, but you had not gone out. Very definitely we had not gone out. And now it would seem that very definitely we are not going to go out. Oh, what the trouble. No troubles at all. In fact, we can manage beautifully with your help. Well, what could I do? Well, if you get a long broom, for an example, you could reach some food across to us without touching the floor. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, where's the food? Well, if you could run down to the delicatessen, for an example, you could get some. Four roast beef sandwiches. No, no, couple... no. Two cheese and two roast beef, then we can split. All right, with mustard and some pickles. And olives. Sure, sure. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> but David. Yes, I know, Aunt Louisa. I'll fix that, too. Can you reach the telephone there in the foyer, Fritz? Yes, I, I can reach it. Plaza 54077. I am dialing it. Plaza 54077. So I dialed it. Uh, now what do I do? You uh, ask for Mrs. Brown. Tell her... You have a message from Mr. Norton. Mama will be there by now. David, you're not an architect. You're a genius. Hello? Hello, Mrs. Brown, please. Who? Oh, who am I? I'm Fritz. Yeah, I hold on. Uh, somebody speaking Irish says what I do want to speak to Mrs. Brown about. What? Oh, it is Mrs. Norton's mother now. Oh. Uh, just a minute, please. No, no, this is Fritz. I have a message to give you from Mr. Norton. A message from Mr. Norton. Oh, Mama, I think something terrible has no, happened. No, there hasn't been an accident. He is with Mrs. Norton in the bedroom, and he can't come to the phone. No, the painter painted him in. Yeah, painted him in with a brush, like a, like painting. Fritz, you're a genius. Tell her we can't come to dinner. Uh, he says we can't come to dinner either. I, I mean, they can't come to dinner. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Goodbye. Oh, she was very excited. Then she was laughing. She said she doesn't doubt you bribed the painter to do this. <laughs> Mama's awfully understanding. But Aunt Louisa just lives to organize other people's lives. Well, there's one thing Aunt Louisa can't organize, and that's wet paint. This broadcast of Claudio was supervised and directed by William Brown Maloney. Let's see, what's needed to make Thursday's holiday complete? How about your supply of Coca-Cola? You'll want plenty of ice on that day of all days. You can have Dad pick up a case at the food store or service station when he's driving by. He's always glad to oblige when it's Coke you ask him to bring home. And the children are happy to see that case of refreshment and hospitality. Every day, Monday through Friday, Claudia comes to you transcribed with the best wishes of your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. So listen again tomorrow at the same time.
And now this is Joe King saying au revoir and remember. Whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you may be, when you think of refreshment, think of Coca-Cola. For ice-cold Coca-Cola makes any pause the pause that refreshes. Coca-Cola Bottler presents Claudia. Claudia, based on the original stories by Rose Franken. Brought to you, transcribed Monday through Friday, by your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. Relax, and while you're listening, refresh yourself. Have a Coke. And now, Claudia. Oh, David, I wish we could stay here and finish unpacking before we go to Julian Hartley's for dinner. I wish we could stay here, period. The sun shining in the living room, Shakespeare sleeping on the good chair, the heat's up, the paint's dry, hardly smells at all anymore. And we have to go out. Of course, uh, Julia's house has carpets, pine-paneled walls, maids and butlers. Who wants all that? Look at what we've got. I'm looking. All I see is trunks, valises, and barrels of wedding presents. <laughs> what time is it? Uh, oh, almost one o'clock. We'll have to leave the big trunk until we get back. I'll just finish putting up this tie rack. I'm ready. All I have to do is wash my hands and comb my hair. What'll it be like at Julia's? Formal. Long table with candles on it. And nuts and fruits and all the things that go with Thanksgiving. I love nuts. What kind of people? All family? Some. Relatives of relatives. A few brokers scattered about. Maybe a dash or two of Julia's protégés for the season. What kind? Right now, I think it's musicians. Oh. Will you and I sit together? Nope. I'll be at one end next to Mrs. Van Ogle Per Poodle and... You'll... I'll be at the other end next to Mr. Cornelius Pringle, no doubt. <laughs> What'll Cornelius and I talk about? You'll find something if I know you. But you don't know Cornelius. Will you at least wave to me? I'll send you messages hidden in the vegetable platters. <laughs> David, have you been going to Julian Hartley's for dinner year after year? No, just the last few. David, next year let's have them here. Do you think they'll come here? I doubt it. Julia's Thanksgiving dinners are something of habit. Personally, I suspect she thinks the day was created because she gives her dinner on it. Oh, Mom and I always had Thanksgiving together. We'd buy a turkey and set a beautiful table and eat turkey for weeks afterward. 
All kinds of ways. It was nice, two of us. What's Mama doing today? She wouldn't tell me. Said she had something marvelous all planned. I know better. She'll probably eat a lonesome chop at home. I wish we could take her along with us. She wouldn't like it. It's not her kind of Thanksgiving either. David is hardly like that kind of stuff. After all, he's your brother. He must like it. He's married to it. Hmm. Come on. Let's get started. You can put on your coat in the hall. I'm ready. I left a little saucer of milk for Shakespeare. Say, maybe I could steal a little turkey bone from Julia's and bring it home to him. So he'll, he'll know it's Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll drop by Mother's on the way home. That's a lovely idea. David, that, that's our telephone. Too late. We're gone. No, we're not. I can hear it. Claudia, you're not going back in there. The elevator's coming. Can't just let it ring. Maybe it's important. Maybe it's Mama. All right. Go on in. I, I'll wait here. Quick, David. Open the door before it stops. I'm coming. Coming, 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 coming. Hello? Yes, this is Claudia. Oh, Hartley. We're just on our way. We'll be right there. What? No. You mean the whole party's been called off? Oh, Hartley. Of course we're Maddie's now. Don't you worry about us. What are you going to do? Don't you mind? Oh. Well, if you talk to Julia, tell her we hope her aunt will be all right. And Hartley, happy Thanksgiving. Goodbye. David, tell the elevator man he can go down again. Hurry up, hurry Come up. Come on back here. We're not going. We're not what? We're not going. That was Hartley. Julia's aunt was taken very sick suddenly, and I think she's dying, poor thing. Anyway, she had to go to Boston to be with her uncle. Who, the aunt? No, Julia. And oh. he couldn't call us earlier because he only had our old number. Who, the uncle? No, silly Hartley. Hartley, not the uncle. So he got hold of Roger, and he gave him our new number. Who, Roger or Hartley? You've got me all mixed up. <laughs> Roger Hartley what? Gave who our new number? Roger gave Hartley, of course, <laughs> so he called and we don't have to go and have Thanksgiving dinner. Isn't it wonderful? Yes, let me catch your breath. Are we lucky? But how is Shakespeare going to know it's Thanksgiving without Julia's bones? Because we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner right here. We are. On what? Uh, on the big trunk. I mean, with what? With knives and forks. Of course. A minor detail, darling, but what will we eat? There's nothing in the house. Oh, I'll go out to the store and buy something. They're all closed. Every last one of them? They mm. can't be. There's always some little store open for people who forget things. Well, nobody forgets things today. They've been preparing for weeks. Why don't we just go out to a restaurant? Restaurants are for people who don't have homes, David. You know it's fine with me, darling, but... Oh, darling, it's just the way I wished it. You call Mom and tell her to come over here while I go out and find a store or delicatessen or drugstore, hamburger stand or something. And the three of us and Shakespeare will have dinner here together. Darling, I was just thinking, what about Hartley? What about him? Well, he's all alone in his club. He likes it there. Won't he feel sort of lost today with Julia in Boston? I don't think so. And imagine spending Thanksgiving in a stuffed chair. And this Roger must be awful to be alone today. Now, stop worrying about everybody. I can't now. help it. They must be lonesome. So I call him up, David, and ask him to come over. How do you know you're going to find something for us to eat? I will. Would you rather I'd go? Nope, you entertain Mama. I'm off to find a store that's open for people who forget things. What do you think has happened to her, David? Oh, she'll be along. 
She's had time to go from here to Kalamazoo and back. <laughs> you know your daughter. She won't come back until she's found a store that's open. In that case, she won't be back until tomorrow. There now. There. How does that look? Perfectly beautiful. You've made that trunk look like a banquet hall. Do you think we ought to sit on the floor or on these valises? On the barrels. <laughs> Good idea. When was the last time you did something like this, Mrs. Brown? Not for a long time, David. Once I moved into an empty apartment with my husband and we sat on barrels for weeks. He would have liked you, David. Claudia hardly knew him, did she? David, she never had a father until she met you. <laughs> it's quite a job you have. You're telling me. Sometimes I think I'm her father and... Sometimes I think I'm her son. But, you know, I I like being her husband best. There's always the three in the best of marriages. And this is the best of them. It's made me realize how alone I always felt before I was married. How alone a person must feel if they haven't got a marriage like this. Or if they lose it, too. And the funny part about it is that that daughter of yours knows that loneliness. Even though she's never tasted it. She wanted to invite Hartley and Roger for dinner today because Hartley's wife is away in Boston and Roger's wife, well, she's just away. She felt they'd be lonely. Claudia's always known things she's never experienced. That, that's wisdom. Hello, I'm back. Is Mama there? She's knitted three sweaters and a quilt waiting for you. Hello, Mama. Hello, welcome home. Oh, David, I'm dead. Here, take these packages... Oh, I went practically over to the river. Which river? I don't know which. The furthest one away. And I found a little man. I think he was Greek. He just opened the store because his wife didn't have any apples. Wasn't that sweet of him and her? Claudia, what have you got there? There's enough to feed an army. Very small army. Well, I got a whole dinner from nuts to soup. Well, well, why don't we all sit down? Now, here. Here, I'll uh, put everything in the middle like a centerpiece... And then we can just help ourselves. Very, very formally, of course. David, you want to start now? Well, sure, immediately. Well, don't you want to wait a little? Nope, pass me the cheese, Mrs. Brown. Why should we wait? The cheese is for the end. Start with the turkey. I'll start with the cold tongue. Oh, that's the door. I wonder who it is. I can't imagine. I'll go. Coming, 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 coming. Hartley, I'm so glad you came. Glory, my child. Happy Thanksgiving. Hartley, I better warn you, there isn't any furniture or, or... Oh, I could have all the furniture I want at the club. I don't think I'll miss it at all. Dinner's not very fancy, either. Fancy foods don't agree with my gallbladder. That's good. I was so afraid you'd eaten already and wouldn't come. It's a surprise for David. I'm not the least bit surprised. Aren't you just a little? Hello, David. Oh, hello, Hartley. Not the least bit. I know you, Claudia, but I think you're wonderful, darling. Do you, David? Hartley, this is my mother, Mrs. Brown. Mrs. Brown, it's a pleasure to meet Claudia's mother. Hello, Mr. Norton. Well, well, do sit down, Hartley. That beautiful upholstered barrel is all yours. Mmm, how delicious everything looks. Tongue, deviled ham, olives. I haven't eaten them in years. You don't mind. Mind? It may put me to bed for a week, but I love it. <laughs> Not exactly what the doctor ordered. <laughs> I shall forget my doctor, forget my gallbladder, forget everything but Claudia's wonderful selection of viands. And how happy I am to be here. And, Claudia, here's my little contribution. <gasps> Champagne. Oh, I haven't had it since the day I was married. And then I hadn't had it since the day I was born. Would you take a look at this? Well, Hartley, you, you must have dug deep in your wine cellar for this. Look at this. Piper Hardesick, 27. Confidentially. 
I stole it from a friend club. (laughs) I'll get the glasses. Uh, Sit still, Mother. I'll get them. Set the door. I'll get five glasses, darling. Go let Roger in. Oh, you. You guess everything. But don't open the champagne till I get back. I want to hear it pop. Roger, you're just in time. David's opening the champagne. Happy Thanksgiving, Claudia. Oh, I'm so glad you're here, Roger. I am, too. Very glad. When you called, frankly, I... Well, I was feeling a little lonesome. You should have called us. Next time, see that you do. All right, I will. Oh, so this is the new apartment. Oh, it's going to be perfectly beautiful. Well, all we've got so far are the walls. But they're painted new. And a lovely color. And no furniture to clutter up the place. Let me introduce everybody. Mama, this is Roger Killian. Roger, this is my mother, Mrs. Brown. Hello, Mr. Killian. I'm very pleased to meet you, Mrs. Brown. This is Hartley Norton. Oh, Roger and I are old friends. Uh, Hello there, Roger. Hartley, you're looking very well. Am I? Hmm. I'm having a little trouble lately, but I'm coming along. Well, Roger... I never expected to be here, and there's no place I'd rather be. Claudia, I brought you a cake. A cake? Hmm. Why on earth did you get it? I stole it from a chef at the club. Oh, it's beautiful, all those roses. Well, sit down, Roger. Pull up a barrel and make yourself comfortable. Oh, what a delicious-looking dinner. Tongue, deviled ham, apples... And turkey sandwiches because it's Thanksgiving. Have some tongue, Roger. No, thank you. I'm starting right out with the turkey. (laughs) All right, here goes the champagne. Everybody get your glasses ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's certainly alive. Here's wine for the king. David, before we drink the champagne, would you mind if first I... I opened the front door. For the unknown guest. Excellent. Let anybody who wants to come right in. And pour an extra glass of champagne, David. There's an extra place by me. I'll put him here. Oh, look. The sun is shining right on the table. Oh, this is really Thanksgiving, isn't it? This broadcast of Claudia was supervised and directed by William Brown Maloney. Your Coca-Cola bottler and the cast of The Claudia Show join you today in giving thanks for the bounty we all enjoy here in America. And they extend to you their good wishes for a pleasant Thanksgiving holiday. Every day, Monday through Friday, Claudia comes to you transcribed with the best wishes of your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. So listen again tomorrow at the same time. And now this is Joe King saying au revoir and remember, whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you may be, when you think of refreshment, think of Coca-Cola. For ice-cold Coca-Cola makes any pause the pause that refreshes. (laughs) 